This is Daily Politics. Here we look into the ins and outs of everything Kenyan politics. We pull no punches and have no reason to sugarcoat anything that matters to Kenyans. My name is Oliver Madenge, multi-billion editor, NTV. And I'm Patrick Langat, political editor, Daily Nation. Langat, uh, we're back after a long break. <laughs> we all became too busy to be able to come behind the mic. I'm not even sure we can call it a break. It was too busy a period for anybody to call it anything else. Yeah, yeah, it, I think yeah. it was it was too much. But uh, I think we 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 took a break, uh, given that the number of these that had to be done, the elections, people went to the polls. It happened. Peaceful elections mm-hmm. and no chaos. Uh, just pockets of issues here and there. Uh, the Tallinn went on. Uh, then, then the mother of all chaos came at the Tallinn <laughs> Center at Bomas. <laughs> uh, but uh, we have a president-elect, and now people have moved to the Supreme Court to decide that uh, to challenge that particular result. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know uh, what your thoughts are about this uh, Supreme Court uh, petition. Uh, given the number of affidavits that have been <laughs> that <laughs> are flooding in every day yeah. in, uh, from every other side i think my biggest takeaway is that whatever happens at the supreme court we must deal with the ibc mm. go to the root of it uh, address what is the problem with this electoral management body because yeah. it can't be that Kenyan sat and said these are the seven men and women to run our democracy mm. and those are the kind of people we get yeah. we get a very divided commission mm. um, people that can't agree in a meeting over the next course of action and now we have a case where for the first time in the history of I think any electoral management body we have uh, two different cases uh, filed by the commission one saying please uh, declare these uh, presidential elections invalid yeah uh, we didn't do an election properly can you imagine an electoral commission saying we didn't do an election <laughs> properly <laughs> declare it invalid we have another response by the same commission <laughs> saying hey wait a minute we did a good job all the results declaration forms were on the portal people could access everything that could have been there our voter turnout numbers tally and what not um and i think for me that will be the make of break the make or break uh, in the supreme court case uh, the judges of the supreme court who happen to be the exact same number of the ibc commissioner seven mm. would have to decide and say um as an arbiter in this case yeah Whose word do we take? Do we take the four commissioners that are saying we did such a horrible job and uh, the national returning officer was uh, was a bad manager. He declared results that were invalid. He never tallied 27 constituencies. Mm. Or we take the word of the national returning officer himself who is mm. saying I did all these things by the law. Mm. We were about to announce the 27 constituencies but uh, there were chaos at Boma. So that for me, that would be where this case will be won or lost whether or not the ibc uh, there is a majority issue in the ibc whether you agree with the four or the clearly the majority or you take the word of the national returning officer who is a sole uh, person who has that sole responsibility yeah yeah, yeah I, th- i think there are a lot of legal issues that uh, the supreme court will have to deal with especially through the pre trial conference on tuesday and especially that issue you've mentioned of uh, IBC the constitution of IBC and whether the 
them not having the chairman while making a decision or when they're making a decision without the chairman or the chairman making a decision without them i think that is that would be one area that uh, people will have to the, the supreme court will have to look at but i think on the substance of the petition it stands in terms of uh, invalidating the results i think that's where now uh, the crack of things will be for me mm-hmm. i think uh, at the end of the day given the minakai ruling is that uh, form 34a will carry the day and so if the supreme court itself has taken an uh, upon itself to also tally those forms they may have their own result at the end of the day and so mm-hmm. i think that will be one of the other critical areas i think i want to go back to something that we've always said and i've always said in this podcast uh, is that we have given a lot of premium to technology in our election while it's a very manual, te- mm-hmm. manual election and i think the issues of hacking we have we have people who are even uh, swearing affidavits without knowing even what hacking is in itself uh, we have a situation where people are making all manner of allegations about technology and you've seen very many tech uh, tech what people call <laughs> tech boys um, uh, tech bros on on twitter coming mm-hmm. out and uh, giving another perspective of the entire thing and and from that you see a situation where as a country we have to be very clear and very also sober in how we deal with our elections i think we have been taken for a ride by many of the the players mm-hmm. i think uh, the election itself we know uh, it's about putting the ballot in the box and counting those ballots and so the issue of technology i think we introduced this issue of technology in a way that we were claiming to be securing the integrity of the of the of the election but yet without an understanding what kind of technology is needed do we want yeah and what how how is it going to serve us and and so that's one of the other things that i think probably the supreme court will dwell a bit on but mm-hmm. uh, having gone through the same process in 20 17 i doubt whether they will want to go into the nitty gritties given the less the the very short time the very short time that they have and I, and i think that's the other thing that we have to think about when uh, after this uh, petition should we extend the period of the presidential hearing mm-hmm. uh, uh, petition hearing because you see those are very substantive issues that people are bring about but you can you can't have a hearing in four days and expect that uh, most of those beans things will be conversed mm-hmm. in, a, in a very robust way that will help in ensuring that the next election doesn't find us in the same situation that it's finding we are finding Ex- ourselves in exactly this being the fourth petition in the supreme court three of which have been filed by Ray Lodinger the man who has filed these other petition um it would be interesting to know to see how the supreme court handles the things mm. they had handled in 2013 the yeah. things about rejected ballots and whether or not they apply the things they handled in 2017 about the process 2017 one and two about the process mm. does it matter if uh, form 34a is not filled correctly does it matter if some polling stations do not uh, transmit their results does it matter if some Uh, results of constituencies are not announced at the tallying centers also yeah. that process issue 
um, issue of rejected votes, the things they are dealt with in the two petitions. And then now, the big one that uh, Raila Odinga has placed before the seven uh, judges of the Supreme Court, where he's saying, if you do a tally and you find that I won, declare me declare president. Me, yeah. That would be... Uh, that for me is now the new thing mm. um, in that he is inviting the court to take this power that is in the Elections Act but not in the Constitution, Constitution. and saying yeah. both both are Kenyan laws and he's yeah. saying look at them uh, if you guys tally and you find me pre- uh, uh, you find that I won mm. declare me president the yeah. the rider in the Elections Act for that provision to be applied um, is that uh, the petitioner has to be found not to have uh, committed any electoral offense. Yes. You would notice in the case by the IBC, the responses by the IBC, the IBC saying your chief agent attacked the national returning officer mm. at the Bombers of Kenya. Mm. Uh, a senator elected under your party attacked the national returning officer. Yeah. There were agents that were saying to be speaking to you that came to the national returning officer, to the commissioners, pushing for a certain agenda. Mm. Whether or not that qualifies for a crime committed by uh, the 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 petitioner would be very interesting to see what the Supreme Court says. So as you said, there are a lot of legal issues that we are bound to see from Tuesday all the way to Monday when they will deliver their ruling on September the 5th. Mm. Um, And there is obviously the issue of there are just so many things in these petitions and these affidavits. You wonder how <laughs> the lawyers themselves would address those things yeah. and yeah. the Supreme Court judges would be able to um, put all these things together as to be able to make a decision. It would be yeah. very interesting to look at yeah, that. It would be an interesting one week of uh, legal uh, battles. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I think well, we, t- it, we may have our own comedy of Legal, <laughs> legal comedy. It is the season <laughs> of the big English. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, coming to think of it, uh, on on that last point before we move on, uh, I think uh, I think uh, also the petitioners are being a bit uh, indigenous, uh, indigenous in in the terms how they want the court to behave. Mm-hmm. In terms of you can't say that this process was flawed, but you want to be found to be the winner. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Uh, they have to be a bit. Uh, you can't talk from both sides of the mouth. Mm. Yeah, at least try and and see how it goes. But moving on to some orders that have been made by the new Nairobi Governor Johnson Sakaja. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says border borders that have been arrested should be released to their owners and all those things. Uh, he, I see him talking about uh, burning of Mkokoteni in the CBD or in uh, basically the CBD. Uh, I, I I think for me one of the th- things that I see a danger in that and uh, yes he's a governor he can make he has the powers to do all those things but I think people will be asking questions has there been public participation for mm-hmm. instance uh, before making these orders uh, there pub- has there been public participation uh, what what will happen when uh, the MCAs are sworn in and they decide no against it. You you are, you are you are doing our people bad, so we have to deal with you. I think Sakaja uh, needs to be careful with how he deals with the first. It's been just one week, mm-hmm. less than a week. Mm-hmm. I think for this time, for me, and uh, in any kind of employment, you first settle down, 
you first look at things you first even do a analysis a sort of analysis of the city hall and what is working what is not working before starting to give orders because mm-hmm. uh, you could be giving orders there there are, there are some simple things that some things like uh, collection of uh, garbage that is something simple but when you are dealing with issues that have to deal with people's livelihoods uh, you have to do with uh, that have to do with uh, how people operate in Nairobi you have to be very careful because mm-hmm. you may attract a lot of backlash because mm-hmm. you need to explain to people why we do it abcd before exactly. you actually do it so yeah. I, i think for me uh it's uh, it's too early mm-hmm. i think for him he should he should have settled down first and now start thinking through things uh, absolutely uh, johnson sakaja's win as nairobi governor was for him i think the biggest election win thus far after being nominated and then senator mm. you would obviously and then going by slogan about let's make nairobi work you would obviously uh, not fault him for wanting to work on day one <laughs> on eh? one, yeah. <laughs> but i think the problem i agree with you is that um, on some things you can't the problem with this blanket Uh, orders mm. sometimes that you say every border border that has been uh, impounded by the city hall should be released is that you now uh, veer into things that might be legal there are some there's there are people that have cases yes. over those border border yeah. legal cases mm. there are people that have not paid their licenses they were impounded because of that reason there are people that have not paid their taxes whatever there are people that Uh, were involved in accidents mm. and those cases are still in court they haven't been addressed and if you issue one blanket statement that let them be released what happens to those uh, legal nitty-gritty that would need to be addressed so obviously uh, i agree with you that he needs to tread carefully mm. and most importantly he needs to wait for the assembly yeah. for people to for the people's representatives mm. to say either we agree with those populist uh, orders that you're making or we don't because yeah. they are the same way he was elected was the same way the MCAs were so yeah, we would yeah. need to refer to them because mm. they are the house of rules they are the house of laws they would make laws you are the governor who has the right to implement policies but they are the house that makes that the, that makes the rules makes the laws yeah Anyway, that has been Daily Politics. We'll be back again with a few more episodes this week uh, <laughs> as we look at the Supreme Court and see what is happening. But in the meantime, you can uh, listen to our previous episodes and also check out our, all our election news on uh, www.mtvkenya.co.ke and nation.africa.